Hey everyone, welcome to episode 98 of You Heard It Here Second. New episodes are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. Um, I'll start with the the one that's like called the Skills Challenge. Yeah. I think it's terrible. It's just a terrible event. <laughs> I, don't know, yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. Derek and Steve present... The party is being held at the greatest bar. Which is the worst bar. Which is the worst bar. Pop. Yep. The back of her dress unpops. Mm-hmm. Her boobs yeah. start flying around. Yeah. At a certain point, you can't just like put someone's jersey on and do their dunk. Lady Bird? More like Lady Bored. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you guys get to be smug and kind of judgmental on people and their guesses. And so now we're going to see if you guys know anything. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 98 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, what is happening? What is happening? You know what is happening, Derek? What? I'm kind of panicking that we're actually not planning anything for episode 100 yet. (laughs) How could that be possible? We've only talked about it for every episode for the last 25 episodes. It is possible, and it is is what's happening. It's what's happening. You're right. We've, we've, uh, for literally like 25 episodes in a row, we've said, oh, we're almost at 100. You got to start planning it, and, and it's not working. And we're at ninety-eight. So if anyone has haven't. ideas or would like to be on, we could have like a guest. Yeah, we bonanza. could have a whole big like bonanza. Yeah, all the every single past guest we've had <laughs> on one episode. We would have to somehow get uh, that, KPL, that KPL, and that UFC fighter, and Carmelo's and, dad. And Carmelo's dad. <laughs> we had some good guests back in the day. Um, we did. We did. Carmelo's father-in-law, I should say, not as uh, yeah, not it his wasn't dad. His dad but it was Lala's dad. It was Lala's dad. And they're so, actually they're actually split up. So they're, right. So uh, now it's just Lala's now dad. Now it's just Lala's dad. <laughs> but uh, and, so and that would Carmelo be Carmelo Anthony's ex-father-in-law. <laughs> so that would be difficult to get all of them back onto the podcast for one big episode. So we probably won't do that. But we should still do a bonanza. We should do a bonanza of some sort. Um, we keep talking about it. We gotta we gotta solidify an idea. So please let us know if you have any ideas for us. We need your help. Um, otherwise we're just gonna have to think of something. So I, we will, we will come up with something. I just don't know what to do. Like, so I will say we set the bar pretty high on episode 50. Maybe another I thought, epi- but, but the thing is that takes so long and it's so, it, it was a ton of work just to identify the clips, let alone to, to put them all together. You know what we need to do is we, we can talk about this after yeah. we should get clips from all the listeners and say like, it's episode 100. Is there anything you'd like to say? Yeah. Record it and not listen to it. And cry on that'd air. be hard though, or laugh. It'd be very hard. It'd be hard, like uh, it'd is be that, hard, it'd be of... almost impossible for us to record it and not have listened to it yet, unless little... unless we had a friend edit it together for us. We'll need someone who can edit audio to put them all together for us. It would be a little self-serving too to be yeah. like everyone send us clips of how much you love yeah. us. <laughs> Even though we, I want that. Well, it doesn't need to be how much you love us. You can just be like what, what your it... favorite part, what your favorite thing was. No, that's what it, it has, has to be, be. How much you love us. Correct. Explain on a scale of one to ten how much you love us and why. Yes. <laughs> um, we'll get back to you on that. We'll get back to you guys. Please get back to us on what you think you would enjoy for the episode 100. It, it could be who your favorite guest was that we had. We can, you know, if it's someone we know, we can get them back it's on. Just move past Just it. like We're we, we got to figure something out. So We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But so that's episode 100. It's coming up in two weeks. If we don't, if we don't miss any episodes, it's two weeks from now. 100 is so many episodes. Yeah. It's, it's a lot it's, of episodes. I get like anxious when I think about it. Yeah. 100 episodes. So we're on 98 right now. Um, we got a very standard episode for you today. We got a BC update, a little bit of pop culture, a little bit of sports. 
Uh, it's what, what you've uh, become accustomed to from us with these uh, episode formats. That's what we're getting to. So we'll start it off. Without further ado, you got anything else to add before we get into it? The BC Update? No, let's hit it. Let's do it. Got another dude! What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right, dudes to the left, stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude! Heisman Trophy, Bronco Nagurski Award, Ultimate Dudes. Got another dude! O-Line U, bunch of dudes. All right, so the BC update, we have basically one topic still in Boston College sports territory, which is the BC basketball team. Their season, uh, their their tournament hope, their NCAA tournament hopes come to an end with a loss against Clemson in the ACC tournament. They did make a nice little run. They won a couple games, um, but unable to advance past the, uh, I believe it was the quarterfinals that they lost in to Clemson. They could have had a, a chance to, to face UVA, who was the number one seed in the ACC tournament. Uh, or number one or number two seed. I'm not. I don't remember exactly, but they had a chance. They lose a winnable game against Clemson that they struggled for a lot of it. Came back, had a chance to win, and just at the end of the game, could not make enough plays to win. That Jerome Robinson and Kai Bowman had very very slow starts to this game. Yeah. Eventually came around, but it was too little, too late. So that's it for BC. They make the NIT, which is a which is a good you know good little piece of news for yeah. them. So this is kind of the the thing we want to talk about is I. I was very happy with the season in terms of how we've progressed, but I don't know. I've talked to you about this. I've talked to our other friends about this, but is it a an indictment on Jim Christian because we had such a good backcourt, like one of the best backcourts in the country, and couldn't make the NCAA tournament? Or is or should we be happy that Jim Christian got us this far because we did not win an ACC game two years ago? Yeah, so um... – I hate that I'm falling into the same type of answer as I do with, with Steve Adazio, but, yeah. I, but, I, but unfortunately, I see a ton of parallels to it. And so um, I think that Jim Christian is not a very good basketball coach. I think that he uh, is very underwhelming in some of, his, some of the plays he draws up, some of the uh, X's and O's that he goes Art. with to try to solve problems. Like when we get full court pressed, I like am so unimpressed by the way that we handle it. And our defensive scheme. And our defensive like, scheme our is rotations horrendous. are terrible. We're God, just very bad at defense. I mean, we were watching the game in Clemson and I, I paused it on one particular rotation that I thought was so horrendously bad that I rewound it and had you watch it to find out if I was crazy or not. And it's just like You turned out not to be crazy. It's scheme it, it's a scheme problem. Like it you know, uh Nick Popovich like, you know, comes out to half court to help on a on a hedge on like a guard and Nick Popovich is our seven foot center and like when he vacates the paint to go out basically to the logo at half court it opens up the entire you know arc for the offense and so I would love to see and we should have looked this up but I would love to see our three points against it's Uh, astronomical it it has to be some of the highest in the country three pointers against per game yeah and like I know um some people don't love using another team's field goal percentage as a statistic of your defense because you know if you if you're facing good shot makers they'll make them you know and it's like there's a lot more that goes into it than just the percentage of shots that their team makes but over a long season that bears itself out and if I would love to see what BC's opponent not even just total three pointers but three point percentage was and I would be willing to bet it's really high because just the way this team played defense all year they give up open three pointers it's not it's not just like I could live with it if you're giving up the type of three pointers that like NBA teams give up against Steph Curry. 
you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he's like a world-class three-point shooter. Nobody that BC is playing against is a world-class three-point shooter. None of them. Like, literally almost none of them, I bet, will be, like, really, really good three-point shooters in the NBA. The, the, it's just the byproduct of leaving guys wide open all season long. And that that's what happened again. Sure, throughout this game against Clemson, they made a couple that were, like, deep threes that were contested. But just way too many that were open, you know, especially in the corners and the baseline after a rotation. It, it's by far the most frustrating thing yeah. that we saw this year from BC. Um, that being said, it was light years ahead of where we've been. For sure. So uh, as a fan, you'd like to see it. You'd like to see progression. Mm-hmm. We have two of, of the, like I said, one of, one of the best backcourts, so two of the better players in the ACC. Uh, one of them may be leaving for the draft. We've still yet to hear Jerome Hopefully Robinson. Hopefully not, but yeah. Um, and also Kai Bowman. We do have a four-star recruit, I think. Yeah, coming in, which is Hamilton, pretty, which is pretty name, impressive. Yeah. Um, so basketball looks like it could be a sport where we can be relevant again. We really, really have to get a bench. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that uh, this kid Hamilton, you would assume, is going to start as a freshman. He's like a six-eight wing, I think, which is exactly what the the lineup needs. Right now, they have Jordan Chapman, who's that three-point shooter. Basically, it's really all he is. He's a three-point specialist, and he's been their starting three. You know, because they had Bowman yeah. and Robinson, and he is not a three. Like, like he's not – your three is supposed to be the wing, like six, yeah. se- six, 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 seven. They literally, against Clemson, put in a, a guy who I said, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah, no they, clue. They put in some and, random 5'8 white guy. Might he, have as well as been me walking and out. And he's, like, probably the eighth guy off the bench, but we just didn't see him all year because they didn't even play more than seven guys. So it's like you need more guys off the bench. And so Hamilton, you'd think, would start – I think Chapman – is a really good shooter. I think he's a good role player. He could be a good bench player, but he was out of place starting at the three spot in this lineup. And so um, there's certainly a lot to look forward to. Going back to your question about Jim Christian, I th- there's the couple of points that I have a tough time being upset about, which is those, which is our two star players. You know, both of these guys took from what we've heard anyway, from what they talk about in the game broadcast, took some pretty impressive recruiting. Uh, like so. Kai Bowman had like, you know, football offers from Alabama and like offers from UNC and NC yeah. State. And Jerome Robinson similarly had basketball offers from the North Carolina schools because he's from North Carolina. And so, you know, what they tell you on the broadcast here, they might play it up to make it a storyline they can talk about. I know what those broadcasting teams do in the lead up to the game. They're looking for stories they can talk about. But when they talk about the fact that Jerome Robinson, the, the either, I forget if it was NC State or UNC, probably NC State because UNC is a powerhouse, but. Uh, I think it was NC State. They were basically convinced they had Robinson committed. Like they were, they were almost positive they were getting him. And then at the last minute, he he flips to BC. And this is obviously a few years ago, but it yeah. was Jim Christian. So, um, same thing we said about Atazio a year ago. It's like he's he's, he's recruited good, recruit. good players, but people can he put seem, it together? Yeah, people seem to like him. So yeah, I, I am also on board with you. I say we give Christian one more year. Yeah. Um. So this brings us to: Should we be happy about BC making the NIT tournament, which is sometimes known as the not-invited tournament. Yeah. It's just this, the backup tournament for yeah. all the teams that didn't make, not yeah. even all the teams, some of the teams that yeah. uh, didn't make the NCAA March Madness bracket. BC has not made the NIT in a while either. Yeah. So this is, we're conflicted in, should we be mad that we didn't make the NCAA tournament or happy that we made the NIT or both? Mm-hmm. Um, and our roommate found a clip of BC, the BC watching the selection of yeah. the NIT, yeah. and when Boston College was called to make the NIT, the players went nuts. They clapped. Yeah. They yelled. Um, so I think that is indicative of 
where the team thinks they should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're happy that they're in this tournament, so I'm happy that they're happy. Yeah. End of story. I yeah. mean, I say we win it. Let's win it. Well, that would be huge. Let's so, watch like, the NIT. Like, we can joke about it, but like winning the NIT is actually, I think, a big deal. I mean, if you're a team in our situation, I think it's a big deal. If, if you're a powerhouse team that has a ton of like five-star recruits that underperformed and missed the tournament, and then you go win the NIT, I think that's not as impressive. But for a team like BC, who, like we said, hasn't even sniffed the tournament in years, I think that winning the NIT is a, is a huge step. And then, you know, at some point, I guess we do have to balance the fact that we need Jerome Robinson to not leave. Yeah. So, so I don't know if I have to root for him to not have a great NIT tournament. I don't know if that... I don't know if the NIT raises someone's draft stock very much or not. Did you hear the um, – so just this is on a side note, but did you hear what Steve Kerr said about how to f- semi-fix the NBA draft no. and, and the one-and-done rule? No. Is that if you, you don't get drafted, you should be allowed back to your college. Oh, but I, I completely agree Isn't with that. Isn't that a great yeah, thing? That's, yeah. That's, uh, like, I think especially in the NBA it's so stupid that that's not the case. Um you know, NCAA regulations and everything, like like those really mean anything with the number of scandals we see in the NCAA. But, like, you know, athletes can't be paid, right? That's, like, what it comes down to. So if you hire an agent, it's like you're yeah. – that's the rule. Once you hire an agent, you're, you yeah. can't come back. Because I think Jerome Robinson kind of falls into that. Yeah. He probably will get drafted if he goes, and especially if he has a good NIT. But if, yeah. But yeah. if not, he can't come back. He can't come back because he declared the for the draft. Well, assuming he hires an agent. That's the big thing. But it's like you got to hire an agent if you want to, like – you know, if you're a, if you're a kid who doesn't know anything about what you're doing, you got to hire an agent to, to know the agent. draft interview process and like all these other things that that get involved with improving your chances of being drafted. And so, yeah, you're completely right. It's it's ridiculous that you can't go back after not getting drafted. And uh, this part of it would be unfair to NBA teams, but like even if you get drafted super late, it's like that was a mistake probably of you to declare if you. If you declared early and then got drafted late, you know, it's like yeah. I mean, it happened so, to Olivier Hanlon. He got drafted really late by the Jazz and he didn't even make their team. And so it's like he's a BC guy that would have yeah. had another year. It's like. So why does it, why doesn't basketball have the same um, draft situation as hockey? As hockey. I think they should. I think they should. Um, they should too. Because, you know, you can declare for the draft whenever you want and the team has your rights. But if you decide that you want to continue your, your education and continue to play. For a certain time period, there's like a, essentially a grace period. That's the way it is in the NHL. I think it's three years after you've been drafted, you can continue to play college hockey, and then at a certain point, it expires, and you have to. Are you getting paid when you're back in no, school? No, you're not getting paid until so. So why is it such? So a, the team has your rights, but you have not signed a contract yet. So why is yeah. it such? Because I still feel like a lot of players would choose to just go and take the money. A lot of them would. A lot of them would for sure. So um, and some of them wouldn't, which would which help would help the process. Yeah. But why do so many hockey players stay? That's a good question. Just the culture. That's a good question. I mean, there's there could it could be the culture. It could be for their personal development. It could feel, be what the team tells them. I the, feel yeah, it's true. The team you, says you, you're going to play in the minor leagues for two years, and they say, "Well, I'd rather win a national championship than play in the minors." You know, yeah. Some some players are like that. Um, there have been players that had the opposite, where you know teams wanted them to come sign a deal, and the, and the team pressured them so much that they said, "You know what? No, I, I'm not. I'm going to actually wait it out." Like uh, the Harvard kid, Jimmy Vc, who ended up going to the Rangers. He was Nashville's property, and Nashville every offseason was basically trying to pressure him to leave college and come sign a deal, but he wanted to finish his education. And so the time came where he said, you know what, Nashville has pissed me off so much, I'm not signing a deal. He waited until he was a free agent and signed with the Rangers. It also may have something to do with the schools that are good at hockey. That's also true. So Harvard's very good at hockey, Northeastern's good at hockey, Boston College, and uh, Notre Dame's good at hockey. So there's a lot of these schools Mm -hmm. that are Mm – 
very, very valuable degrees. Yeah. So yeah. I can kind of see that as well. But, I mean, something needs to change with the NCAA yeah. drafting. I know we kind of got off schedule. Yeah. So let's let's bring yeah. it back. BC is in the NIT. If you're listening today, March 13th, yep. Tuesday, March 13th, Boston College plays tonight, yeah. March 13th at 8 p.m. versus Western Kentucky. Uh, they were 24-10. and 10. BC was 19-15. and 15. Western Kentucky is the lower seed. They're the four seed. We're the mm-hmm. five seed. Mm-hmm. If we do beat them – we will either be playing UNC Asheville or Southern California, and, and Cal would be the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Interesting. So we would we would have a tough road to the NIT championship. Yeah. However, it's the NIT. Yeah, Any, well, we, and, anything can happen. And the thing is, the, the, I think the interesting thing about the NIT is that you you have, and this is without really watching much NIT basketball, I, this, is, this is an assumption by me, but I think you have an interesting mix of one seeds who are going to lack a ton of motivation, right? But like, what is a one seed I USC? Louis, I think Louisville's Louisville. one seed. You know, so Louisville misses the NCAA no, tournament. Notre Dame's a one seed. Yeah, like, do you think these teams are are jacked up for the NIT? Like, Baylor, they were yeah. hoping to make the NCAA Actually, tournament. Louisville's a two seed. Yeah. Yeah, and so a team like Louisville, Notre Dame, Baylor, teams that are in March Madness every year. You've seen them in your bracket every year when you fill this out. They're in the NIT. Like, are are they are they jacked up? Are they excited to go win this tournament? I think that's an interesting dynamic too, because you have teams, you certainly have teams that are probably more jacked up than BC are, like is, because these are teams that are nowhere near the national spotlight. That they're like, this is our chance to beat some high-profile teams. I'll find some. You know, Ryder, <laughs> wherever Ryder is. Yep. Wagner, Wagner's yep. sometimes good. Um, Hampton. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, there's some, all these teams are kids that bra- you've not heard teams. of one kid on that team. You've never even you couldn't even tell me what colors they are. You could you wouldn't even know what color jerseys they have. Correct. And so these are people. These are teams that are going to try to prove themselves. And so I just think the NIT kind of forms an interesting dynamic. It's like yeah, we have the tough road, but how tough is it against number one USC who doesn't care about this tournament? Yeah. You know? So the the only saving grace for this tournament is if you win it, it it's good for your school reputation. Yeah. You start getting better recruits. Like. Yep. You you could say we beat out Notre Dame, we beat yeah. out Baylor, yeah. we beat out uh, Cal, we beat like, out all these. And good then teams. if you bring back your roster, it's like we're next up next yeah. year. Like we're so, we're we're make we're tournament contenders next it's year. It's all or nothing for the NIT. For yeah, me. yeah. Oh yeah, I, I agree. It's yeah. like if you lose in the NIT final, it's kind of like losing in the first round. Exactly. It doesn't matter, right? Like like you didn't win the NIT, so you're back to square one for next year. No and, and hopefully you get your players back. No one is even going to know that whoever wins the NIT. No one's going to know that. Yeah. But the only people who will know that are your recruits. Yes, for sure. I agree. So NIT, pretty pretty important, I think, for BC to make a run in it. I mean, it, important in the sense that there's some upside there. In, in it's being not able to, the not important tournament. Right. It's the VIT. It's, it's, it's the VIT, the very important tournament. So anything else on BC? Or the SIT, the somewhat <laughs> important tournament. I like the SIT. I like the SIT. That's good. That's good. That's it. Anything else? Nope. All righty. Brings us into period number two, pop culture. All righty. So, period number two, pop culture. Uh, we start with something I think we missed. We did. We did miss it. It was last week. And we week. said we were going to miss and it. We said we were going to miss it, right. So, everyone, you didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched I, some of it. <laughs> I watched this whole thing. Oh, man. Out of, I don't know why. I guess because I'm a masochist. I, I heard there was some <laughs> twist, 
and it was brutal. Like, <laughs> I just got shivers thinking about it. So this loser named Ari Leundik, the race car, race driver. car driver, loser race car driver, probably never won a race. <laughs> uh, he says yes to this girl. He comes down. He does the whole Bachelor finale thing. There's 25 girls. Each eliminates one every week. Blah, blah, blah. I love them all. It's such a hard decision. Blah, 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 blah. Goes all the way to the final rose ceremony. Gets rid of this girl named Lauren, who might as well be a cardboard cutout of a woman. <laughs> she doesn't say anything. She doesn't laugh. She doesn't smile. She just has zero personality, which is perfect for for uh, what's-his-guts, Ari. So you're like, oh, they're perfect for each other. They're going to fall in love. It's great. He says, no, not you, not today. She's gone. Becca, this beautiful, funny, smart, intelligent, strong woman, says, hello, Ari, would you pick me? And he says, yes, you get my rose. Here's the ring. We're doing this thing. So weeks go by. He has proposed because that's the, that's the deal. You propose. I mean, this is all – this is a weeks later. I don't. This is obviously you heard it here second because this is all we do. This <laughs> yes, happened yeah. a week ago. But this loser <laughs> brings cameras to her house, multiple cameras, sits her down and says, "Like I had a conversation with Lauren. I just want to see where things go with her." And Becca is blindsided, obviously, because you are. <laughs> he's your fiance. He has given you a ring. You went through a very long selection process to be selected to be this guy's fiance. So it is she's floored. It's weird. It's awkward. They leave the cameras on for forty five minutes yeah. probably. Just <laughs> dead like there's a lot of dead silence. Yeah. A lot of awkward. They hype it up too. They're like the first unedited scene in T V history. Yeah. Like, the amount of times Chris Harrison said unedited was a brutal Well, it was to the point where you watched like five different scenes. You're like, This is edited. Like you were like what are they talking about? I'm like, stop showing me edited footage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, the woman who gets dumped, Becca, uh, her last name's Kufrin, Bef, Bef, uh, Becca Kufrin, K-U-F-R-I-N. She is the new Bachelorette. And you know how long we get in between Bachelor and Bachelorette? No. Literally zero time. <laughs> Literally, they started the Bachelorette on set of The Bachelor. Wow. They will not give you a second to breathe. It is that's insane. It is insane. This is was that true. after I went to bed? This is after you went to bed. Wow. She they they brought her out on stage. It was the live show. They're like, "How do you feel?" Blah blah blah. She's like, "Who's all right now? Let's reveal who's the new bachelorette." It's you. It's you. <laughs> and everyone goes nuts. And he goes, "And another surprise." And they literally brought out all these flowers. They brought up a backdrop, and they're like, "It's like, oh, it's a big surprise." And all they're doing is suckering you into not having a chance to blink. You're just gonna watch Bachelor. On per- perpetuity, you're literally going to wow. – every channel is going to be The Bachelor, and it's going to be 24-7. And you don't even know it, and you all of a sudden you're it. watching the following bachelor, season. Bachelorette, 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 until we're all dead. Yeah. That's what's going to happen, yeah. and it's scary. That, yeah, wow. People need to boycott one of The Bachelors or Bachelorettes. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'll boycott it. All right, I'll will do you boycott it. it? Yes. It is insane it. how much they have these people wrapped yeah. around their finger. Yeah. That they have the audacity to start the next yeah. season – Mid like should at we, the end of exactly the end of the should we show. like just actively try to spoil everything for everyone we know who watches it? That's not a bad would idea. Would that be a good boycott? A lot of people would hate us. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I know. will Google the <laughs> final. I will Google every day the finale of yeah. the Becca season. Yeah. And and just text it directly to people. Text it everywhere. But but, but Tell like everyone. Make sure they read it. So it's like, it hey, do you want to hear something funny? And then they'll be like, what? And then you're like, this so and so wins the Bachelor. Like, <laughs> yell it at parties. Yeah. 
I am so I would <laughs> we would be hated, but we would all revolutionaries are hated yeah, when they first start. That's true. That's true. We but we could bring down yeah the Bachelor we could Empire. Bring it down. Yeah, because I mean, who's gonna watch it at that point if they know? Like, I knew, and I watched the end of it. <laughs> but they hyped it up really well. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I don't know. We got to figure out a way to boycott it. I'm sick of it. Yeah, me too. I'm sick. Me of too. It. They're playing all of you. This for goes. Cool. This goes back to even remember the remember the season that we um, when Kayla was on The Bachelor. Yes, the girl I do. from BC. Yep. The one, only one that we watched. Yeah, pancake band. Um, the this goes back to then when we found out later later on. I think we talked about this on the podcast. How blatantly, like ABC, just like, just like maneuvered that whole thing with her potentially being the next Bachelorette. Yeah. And like they they knew she wasn't going to be because they had already gauged like the fan reaction, but they made her fly out to Ohio. Remember we talked about this? Yeah. It was like they made her fly out to Ohio for a photo shoot. When they knew, like they had essentially told her she wasn't going to be the Bachelorette. Whoever is the producer of that show, they're savages. Yeah, they're yeah. total savages. Yeah, it's, yeah. The stuff that they are pulling off, I mean, it's it's it ridiculous. They 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 have to sit down and say, what is the most brutal thing we can do <laughs> to a woman or a man in this situation? We need to do it. We need to do that, and, and then, it, we need to make it seem like it's. Someone else's fault, and immediately start thinking about how we can one up that, yeah. like right away. It's it's insane. It's nuts. So anyway, we're I'm down rooting, to boycott it. We're rooting for Becca though. She's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Becca seemed great. Yeah, yeah. the guys so. she met at the beginning when you went to bed, not great. Oh wait, so they literally brought out all the bachelor con- they bachelorette out, contestants. They brought out like five guys Jesus. separately. Like they did the little intro thing. They spent yeah. five minutes with her on stage. Left. That is on. Un- so like. Literally started the Bachelorette season, Correct. like right there. Yes, not even just like a here's the Bachelorette, but like let's start, let's start getting they out of business. They started. They did 45 minutes of Bachelorette Unbelievable. material. <laughs> Literally incredible. The, I know. They, like, the audacity. Oh my god. I know. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So Spe- that's it. that's all I have. Speaking of audacity, <laughs> this guy is very audacious. Yeah. Um, Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. So I have recently started watching the Netflix original series Narcos, um, basically a historical fiction about Pablo Escobar and the rise of the Medellin cartel in Colombia. It is just what you expect. Very violent. Very. There's a lot of really, really bad, bad people. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a show, it's it's very good. I mean, I'm. It's some of it seems very over sensationalized but you it, you kind of believe it because apparently they're, they're showing footage of some of the stuff that was happening in real life so it that it's very hard to believe that this was really happening but yeah. i think it was so it's it's hard to determine what's real and what's not um the acting's very 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 good the uh production's very good you could tell the production value is very high there's ex- there's uh, there's a 45 deaths every episode <laughs> i'm not even joking 45 wow. people it, on average bunch of explosions, a lot of drug use, a lot of just crazy part, just exactly what you can imagine. So I'm in season two right now, about midway through, and it's slowing down. I mean, it's a real story, so you kind of have to follow the facts. And so once you get through all the crazy stuff, you kind of just got to keep moving. So I'm interested to see how they land it. But so far, Narcos season one, very good. Season two, pretty good. And there's three seasons. So right. Yeah, three se- not it's not three seasons in total, right? That's still running. It's uh, th- oh, still being produced. Yeah, it's relatively Se- yeah. new. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there'll be a fourth. I don't know. I haven't really looked yeah. into it, but I know right now there's three, yeah. and I think it recently came out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
so there that, you go. That's Narcos. Narcos. Yeah. I'm hoping to watch it at some point too, but I have not seen it yet. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that. I think that's it. Anything else for pop culture? I think that's it for pop culture. Um, yeah. All right. Very slow week in pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Not not the hottest time. We'll uh, get into sports now. Period three. All right, sports. So, a um, few scattered topics here. Um, we'll start with, with something you just pointed out to me like 10 minutes before we started recording, which I hadn't seen yet, but Tom Brady's injury. Apparently did you see came the picture? Out. I did see the picture. What do you think? Yeah. Um, if I'm being perfectly honest, it's kind of like exactly what I expected it was. Okay. <laughs> like I, I heard that it was a gash on his hand, that he needed stitches. It's kind of like what it looked like. So, yeah, I wasn't I, really shocked by it. I... Not shocked. I would say shocked. It's just a cut, but it is yeah. deeper it was, yeah. than I thought. Yeah, and it that's is true. In a more, in a, I don't the say, location in a, maybe. Yeah, in yeah. a less manageable spot. Than yeah, I the location probably was a little bit surprising. When to I me. thought a cut in his hand, I thought, oh, center palm. It's yeah. it's right at the bottom of his thumb, basically yeah. into his index finger. Yeah. Too. So it's a very like it's in a spot where you pretend you're gripping a football and like it actually probably would have a significant impact. Yeah. No, like, where, so whereas I kind of thought it was a lot of smoke and mirrors when they were talking about the injury leading up to it. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, so in that sense, yeah, I think it was maybe in a little bit more impactful of a spot than I expected. And the concern was probably valid that, that leading up to it, all, all the concern that was coming out from within the locker room and people reporters that were there, people were concerned that he was maybe not going to play. Yeah. No, like he, that you was should definitely yeah. play with that injury, but I can see how it could it affect your you. play. Yeah. Um, so that came out today. If you haven't seen the photo and you're not squeamish, yeah, you should take a look. Yeah. I mean, it's not a it's not like it's that not a bad, but photo, yeah. but you, there's it's a bloody yeah. bloody cut. Yeah. Um. So I, what I'm more curious about is like how the hell that one happened. Like, well, like they mentioned someone's like helmet That's hit helmet him, and for sure. yeah, but it's like it's like how does it how does that happen in practice? Like in the week of the AFC Championship game, how does a running back's helmet like do that to your quarterback's hand? Like, yeah. like that's something that. It was mismanaged at practice. Like, yeah. like I don't know. Like hey, someone just, either blocked someone into. Like someone was acting out of line for that to happen. But just one more cover up, anyway. Derek. Just one more cover up <laughs> for the Patriots. That's all it is. Um. So there's the Tom Brady injury. Uh. Second topic. For the first time in like. Since I like was in high school, Tiger Woods was a, an actual sports story this weekend. Like. Well. Well. So, so if I'm going to be fair, we've Tiger, we've railed on him for Tiger Woods. Was involved was in a relevant sports was story. Was covered appropriately on yes on a sports network. Yes, for the first time in a long time because he's been covered very inappropriately in the way of like being covered too much like we've talked about. Um, he was actually appropriately given attention for something that was happening in sports, which was in the – what was it? The Vals, Valspar tournament, the I think? The Valspar, yeah. It's, it's actually uh, in Florida. Yeah, it's in Florida. It's about so, an hour north of me. Yeah, and as you had mentioned, you know, it's not a major – so it's yeah. like probably a little overreaction, but as our roommate had mentioned, I think the field is generally good, I guess, in this tournament because it's shortly before the Masters. So it's like it's not a high-profile tournament, but there's a lot of high-profile names in the tournament. So Tiger Woods has a chance to win on Sunday, which for all the apologists of Tiger on the TV, they're like, oh, well, this is really what we were waiting for anyway was for him to be in contention on Sunday. So even if he doesn't win, like, it's amazing he's gotten back to this point, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, like – so he is in contention to win and doesn't win. Blows it. Blows uh, it. I, has I a mean, chance I, to win. I guess has a chance to win. I won't I guess I won't say blows he it. Blew he blew it. He didn't blow a lead, I don't think, but he had a pretty good chance to win and he did not win. So So this is just another Tiger Woods story 
where Tiger Woods doesn't win and we talk about Tiger Woods. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. Yeah. He yeah. just has done much better than usual. Yeah. But has not won. Four and a half years, he hasn't won. Four and a half years. He hasn't won a tournament, not a major, a tournament. That's a that's a long time. It's a long time. Long time. And I hope he doesn't win for another four and a half years. (laughs) So, Tiger blows it. There was a big split on Twitter. People love Tiger Woods. People love Tiger Woods. Yeah. And I only hate them. I, I, I'm, I'm used to be pretty neutral on Tiger Woods, but because people have taken such a hard love stance on Tiger. I've had to uh, dig into yeah. my dislike of him more, and now I just really don't like him. People, for some reason, have um, – we, we've talked about this before, about why do people like Tiger Woods. They, they cling to this um, memory. They, they, cling, they cling to, uh, oh, I, I used to like Tiger, so I have to like Tiger. It's like that's what, that's what they do. And I guess from a certain standpoint, I can understand that they – miss when they could watch those tournaments look i remember when he won that u.s open like like in, i think it was like 2008 with the knee injury and he won the u.s open and like the comeback on sunday like i remember that happening and that's the only golf memory i can remember <laughs> like, yeah. like like i don't i don't remember a lot of golf moments from there's my not high a school. lot of space in my brain for golf so memories. look for people like there's probably a lot of people that thought that was awesome like and that was before everyone knew how how crappy of a person he was yeah and so, like, there's something there that pe- I can understand people clinging to. Like, I, 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 th- these were the good old days when yeah. Tiger was good. I get that. But it's like the people that really root for him, I just – I don't get it. Yeah. Like, like, well, the, the argument can, he's good for golf is, like, it, it's, not a, it's not a team sport. Yeah. Like, what, what does your sport being more popular do for you besides put more people – on the course while you're on the course, make things cost more. Like it just, it's it's not a, it's not yeah. a good, the good for golf argument. I really hate because who cares who's watching it if you like it and you're watching it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's true, it's true, and I think it's um it's a tough one because the, so the people that that make the good for golf argument, I think um. It's not something I can totally relate to because I don't really root for another sport where I'm like, I just wish this sport would get more popular. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like I don't like. I'm not rooting I, for you, any sport to be. As, you could like, maybe, ten, maybe I mean, I root say, for that the okay, way tennis, tennis does, tennis. but like, that's not how I watch tennis. Yeah. You know, I don't say like, oh, Federer is good for the sport. Well, right. Like, and, and, I think he is good for the sport, but that's not yeah. why I watch Federer. It's not yeah. why I root for Federer. Well, well, and it's the same thing with like, um, you, I could make that argument about the NHL. I could say the NHL could get more popular. I mean, the NHL is is pretty well established as a popular major sport in America, but like, it certainly could be more popular. People don't follow the NHL the way they follow the NBA or the NFL. But like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I I root for my team, and like, it doesn't matter to me how many other people are watching it. Like, I root for my team. Yeah. So if my team wins, I'm happy. Yeah. Like, like. And it's not even a team. It's like you're yeah. rooting for a guy. Well, right, right. You're rooting for literally. A dude or a woman. You're you're like yeah. you're rooting for an individual person, and for for what? It's not like they live. I mean, maybe if you are friends with the guy, but yeah, you just picked a guy. He turned out to be a bad guy, so you can choose a better guy. Like yeah. you, your team. You're stuck with some bad apples on your team sometimes, but it's the team you either grew up with, or it's the team you uh, live close to, or it's whatever reason yeah. for your allegiance. Yeah. But 
individuals, you don't have to tie yourself to individuals yeah. who you've never met <laughs> and who you've, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I guess it's it's similar. Like, you can treat it the same way. Oh, that person's my team. I've always rooted for yeah. them. But you don't have that opportunity in other sports to just right. cut ties with a team. You can cut ties with a bad person if you want. Yeah, for sure. I just say root for all the good people yeah. in individual sports. I I would be very down with that. Uh, (laughs) there's no real argument against that it's like again i I can see the argument of like being nostalgic about when tiger was good i think it sure could have been a good time for golf but like there's just no like there's so many guys to choose from like there's a lot of guys to choose from, and a lot of guys who are good yeah but you know i don't know i i do sometimes flip back and forth only because like of the lack of relatability. Like most of my sports fandom is based on a team that I like. And so I don't, I, I, I actually don't really like have much of a rooting interest in individual sports. So I, it's hard for me to, to, to kind of, cause I don't do the opposite of what I'm saying. I, I don't pick a guy and be like, Oh, I, this guy's really good. I like how I like this guy as a person. So I'm going to root for him. I don't do the opposite of what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, I don't root for tiger, but I don't, I don't pick a good guy and root for him either. So, so it's hard for me to, to relate completely. And I guess there's always the argument you can fall back on that. Like it's purely entertainment to some people. And they're like, if tiger is entertaining to me, like then I, then I I'll I'll root for that. And and I want to watch tiger more than I want to watch Joe Schmo from whoever, you know, it's like, I I can understand what I don't agree with it, but I can understand it. Yeah. And and it, it's tough because golf hasn't had a player emerge as a a favorite that, which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate that because someone should have like Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Bubba Watson. There's Bubba Watson. There's a ton of guys they just that just can't win. But they've never been as consistent and dominant as what the sport had when Tiger was in his prime. And, and that's why to, they don't have to win every tournament. No, no. They just have to. It's a little. Too, it's two things. Yeah. Win more than once yeah. a year, maybe yeah. twice, like yeah. once every two years. Yeah. And B have a good ad campaign behind them. Yeah. Golf needs to yeah. put its weight behind somebody. I know, they don't. Or and well, they won't. no, it's one of the companies needs to. Like anybody like, does. Like for a short period of time, there Under Armour was like all in on Jordan Spieth for yeah. a li- for a little while. They were, and like that, I haven't seen a Jordan Spieth commercial. He probably like, doesn't. He probably like, doesn't push golf yeah. clubs. It, yeah. Push golf polos. Yeah. And it's like it's things like that. And, and ultimately, you're right though. The other problem for all of us that would like to see this change is that as much as it kind of sucks, no one has actually really come very close to rivaling what Tiger's success was during his prime. And that's like, that's what it comes down to is and that you don't have to rival success, but rival is popularity. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I guess success or popular and or like one or the other. And, and no one's really done either. So unfortunately that's the way it is. And there's still going to be tons of people. Like I saw people I went to high school with posting Instagrams of like of Tiger being like, Oh, it's like the way it's supposed to be. Tiger's in contention on Sunday again. It's like, I don't know. What does like, that mean? <laughs> look, look. I'm not going to judge you for for liking that Tiger's contending on Sunday. Look, we were watching the tournament. We were yeah, watching it to see if Tiger, it. if Tiger, we were rooting against Tiger. It doesn't matter if you're rooting for him or against him. Sure, like I can I can appreciate that it's entertaining when Tiger is like is is in contention, but like the just the people that are just like treating him like he's their hometown team. It's like I don't I just don't get that part of it. So but. speaking of conflicts of interest and having a weird <laughs> emotional reaction to potentially bad people or, or questionable people performing very well, <laughs> Odell Beckham gets caught in a video eating pizza, smoking a joint, yep. or what looks to be a joint, and maybe, and I put maybe in quotes, in italics here, doing cocaine. Mm-hmm. So I watched the video. Did you watch the video? I did not watch the video yet. 
It's the dumbest video. It's five <laughs> seconds long. It's him eating a pizza. There's a big, nice pizza. It looks delicious. He's got like a like a. It looks like a, a joint in his hand, but you can't really tell. Yeah. It's just a something rolled up. Could be tobacco. Who knows? And then if you zoom in like really close and enhance and enhance and enhance, there's like three white lines. Oh, like, is that bad? Well, there's like yeah. there's something there. No, no, meaning it's that vague. It's oh that, yeah, it's no. That, like I looked, I, I played the video four times and had yeah. to Google where the coke was, <laughs> <laughs> and then then I, they showed me when you zoom in. Yeah. So it's not him sitting there <laughs> snorting coke and like getting high and, and shooting a gun in the air. It's him eating pizza, <laughs> potentially smoking marijuana, yeah. and the vague possibility of hard drugs. So wow. that's obviously a bad thing. Yeah, if there's of course. There, but it's not good. But the Giants and the NFL have said, "quote They are aware of the video." And that's it. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts here on Odell Beckham in this situation? Well, so I haven't seen the video, so I can't totally give a good answer. But I mean, if it's what you say, it is here. You got so I'll say the same thing I would say for most athletes in this situation. You gotta just like. You make millions of dollars a year. Your friends know that. Just tell your friends to stop posting stuff. Yeah. Like, well, apparently it was, in, and you can kind of tell it's a woman, okay. and she wasn't supposed to be taking this video. Yes. Okay. So it's a quote-unquote leak. It's yeah. certainly something that he yeah. did not expect. I know it's film. easier said than done, but like these athletes need to like avoid these leaks. Like, like uh, I, I know you don't want to be like the hardo who's like a pro athlete, and you're like, oh, give me your cell phone if we're going out. You know, yeah. like, like you don't want like don't let anyone do anything. You yeah. don't want to be that guy, but it's like, I don't know. It's you. I think that especially a guy like OBJ, who's had his fair share of, I feel like this type of stuff with like, not necessarily leaked videos or anything, but just like controversy, like stuff coming out. Like just a week ago, like the, like there was like the video that came out of him talking to Kyrie. Did you see that? Like there was a video of him talking no. to Kyrie. He was like, uh, OBJ said to Kyrie at the All Star game, he goes, "Oh, you went to the Celtics. I'm going to the Patriots." It was like pretty clear audio, and it was like you know people reacted to that. There's obviously yeah. no backing behind it. He's not a free agent. Like why are you even like you yeah. know that there's cameras? It's all NBA All Star Weekend. Like why are you stirring up like this media firestorm that you don't need? Like you don't yeah. want that. I mean he's he's never been a guy who's gonna do no. that though. Yeah. So like well, right, there, right. you you have to take him for what he is and yeah. take this video for what it is. So yeah, the the reason it's a big deal is because the NFL. It's because yeah. the NFL comes down hard on true. drugs, especially marijuana, even though there's cocaine, yeah. and not hard on actual hardcore criminals. Yeah. yeah. So it's tough because the NFL has these like crazy terrible rules about drug use, and but if you beat your wife or if you yeah. get in a car accident drunk, you're fine. Yeah. So it's just. I don't know. It, it's a bigger conversation. Like people are blowing it out of proportion because he's been caught with a with a joint. Yeah. <laughs> like big yeah. deal. Probably in a in a state where it's legal. Yeah, it's true. So it it's yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I'm I'm confused. It shouldn't be a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. It's very vague. I don't it's, think anything will happen. He may get fined or yeah. An he's not. He's not going to get anything more than a fine. I, I mean, <laughs> it's just. You're right though. It it is aggravating that there are so many like there are so many guys and problems in the NFL off the field. It's just like it's it gets frustrating when you see stuff like this getting getting pressed when and it's like there's he, so I mean he is one of the NFL's poster children. So yeah, he, he's the face Look, of the yeah. NFL right now. He needs to be a bit more aware, but yeah. 
I, I think this video is there's there's nothing to see here besides yeah. the potential of doing something bad, and I'm nervous that the NFL will use this as an example. Yeah, and, and they've they've had plenty of those type of things where they decide to use something as an example that really has no place being being used as that. Um, so yeah, I I agree. You you got to be more careful, but it's the NFL, so you you know it's he's gonna have something coming to him, unfortunately, and you know. You just got again. You got to try your best not to have any leaks like this because they. Yeah. It's the wrong league to have a league like that. The like, key is not to get caught with cocaine on yes, video. That is in any situation. A great, but especially if you're an NFL player. Great piece of advice. I agree. I agree. Do not do that. So um, that's OBJ. Uh, last couple topics, I guess, just real quick hitters in the NHL and NBA. We're still not quite there yet when it comes to the time of year that we're really geared up and the playoffs are starting, but we're getting close. Um, and the, in the NHL, our two teams, like they have been now for the last month, probably are vying for the top spot in the conference. The lightning still have a hold on it. Um, I think they're last I checked, I think they're about six points ahead of the Bruins. The Bruins have a couple games in hand on them. So, um, the lightning are pretty firmly in that spot right now, but certainly not over by any means. Lightning have a six-point lead over the Bruins as right. of right now. As of right now. And, and so I believe the Bruins have played two fewer games. So um, The Lightning also are 9-0-1 in their yeah, past the games. Yeah, the Lightning are on fire. And, and the Bruins have the Bruins just came off a six-game, uh, a 6 and 0 homestand as well, but didn't make up any ground on the Lightning who are who are also on fire. So The Lightning went seven straight games going to overtime. That's crazy. You and they won the, they won all those? They won or they, they, they nine oh and one. It's in that nine oh and one stretch. It's wow. That's crazy. Stretch. That is insane. Um so the Lightning are on top of their game. Bruins are as well. Uh it's 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 a very important battle, honestly, for the number one seed. Because I, I mentioned this before, Toronto is pretty firmly in the number three spot in their division. And Toronto's a good team. Whereas the whoever gets the number one seed will draw the worst playoff team in the East. Whereas you could argue Toronto is Maybe better than the other team, than every team in the other division. That's yeah. how good the Atlantic division has been in the NHL this year. The Bruins, Lightning, and Maple Leafs are potentially all the three best teams in the East, better than anybody in the uh, Metropolitan Division. So, um, getting that top seed is important. The Lightning have a hold on it right now, but they play three more times between each other, which will be huge games. Obviously, one of them in Boston, uh, two of them in Tampa. So, good storyline to watch. Huge games if you're. The Bruins. Huge games if you're the Bruins. If you're well, Lightning, it's nothing. Lightning, Easy games. it becomes a big game if you lose the first one or the second one. You know, Then it's like the third one becomes huge for the Lightning. In the beginning, they're huge for the Bruins, not huge for the Lightning. Correct. So, um, But yeah, and, and the Bruins also have a ton of injuries, so I actually don't have a lot of confidence they'll be able to catch the Lightning. Um, I'm more concerned about them getting healthy for the playoffs. But yeah, Speaking it's a of good battle. Injuries. Speaking of injuries, holy crap. The the Celtics <laughs> season is just like... When did this happen? Yesterday, basically. All of them? I mean, a lot of them. So, uh, yesterday, the Celtic Last night, the Celtics faced the um, Pacers, the Indiana Pacers, who are a playoff team. Good, Pretty good team. Uh, Celtics were up 10 points at halftime. Things were going great. Second half, Kyrie doesn't come out for the start of the second half. Um, comes out that he has a... He's out the rest of the game with a sore left knee. This is the same knee that's like... He's always documented as being out, like... Everybody's like, oh, he, they're resting him, so they're calling it the sore knee. In this case, he comes out of a game at halftime with the sore knee, so now that raises a few eyebrows. Yeah, it's not good. Um, basically, post game, he says like, you know, it's not something he's too worried about, but that he might need to take some time off of it. 
So long story short with Kyrie, I'm not worried about him for the playoffs. Like I think he'll be fine in the playoffs, but they're going to have to rest him the rest of the season. And so that's going to, you know, probably hurt their chances of trying to get the number one seed. It's unlikely they'll probably catch Toronto at this point with that factored in. But on top of the rest of that, um, many of you might have seen Jalen Brown's very scary fall uh, last week in a game. Yeah. He he, uh, he went in for a fast break dunk. His hand slipped off the rim. He like fell very, very dangerously on his head slash neck. Uh, he's out with a concussion, luckily avoided some major you know injury beyond that. Um, but last night in the game, a few more minor ones, but still pretty significant when things start adding up. Daniel Tice is one of their bench players, you know, not a star by any means, but I mean he's a he's a solid big man off the bench for them. Tears his meniscus, just like no like nobody even noticed just it during the game. Toward. After the game, torn meniscus out for the year. Uh, Marcus Smart like dove for a loose ball, was grabbing his thumb afterwards, played the rest of the game, but he has a torn ligament in his thumb. So that's another one that like they said he's seeking a second opinion, but a torn ligament could be a season. I mean, yeah. it, depending on how badly it's torn. Um, so you have all those things within the last week. Also, they start shutting down the ideas of Gordon Hayward coming back. At least, Brad, yeah. at, least at least Brad Stevens keeps saying like, he's not playing this year. And then Hayward the next day is like, Oh, well I'm still hopeful. So like, you know, they're all working towards it, but it looks like they're he's just not turning playing. off all the lights. They're like, turning uh, the lights off. Everyone's yeah. hurt. Shut yeah. it down. But, yeah. Shut it down. <laughs> we'll do next year. It's like when you start playing the songs that are going to start driving people out, but then there's that one kid who won't leave. Yeah. Um, that's Gordon Hayward is that one kid. So, uh, so lo- lots of storylines for the Celtics with injuries. It's obviously not looking good. We'll see how the next couple of weeks shake out. I mean, if like if Smart's back and Jalen Brown comes back healthy and Kyrie is back healthy, at least you're in a spot where you can still have kind of a fun run, like playoff run out of that. Um, but right now they're in a big spot of uncertainty with like you know if these injuries linger, they're suddenly really not one of the better teams. I, I mean, and a few of the other teams have started to look even better. Yeah, Toronto looks Toronto really is, good. Looks unbelievable. I know um, the Pacers gotta, still yeah. look pretty good. So yeah. there's some good teams in the East. You I mean, take... you're gonna and you're gonna have to beat the Rockets, who oh, yeah. went I mean, on a 50 game yeah. win streak. <laughs> yeah. The Warriors, who are still the Warriors. Yeah. So it's. I mean, if you're talking about winning a title, that's still like that becomes insurmountable when you're talking about the Warriors and Rockets if you have those injuries. But even in the East, you know, obviously it's, Toronto, you got to take it with a grain of salt because they never succeed in the playoffs, but they look they look damn good right now. It's, ev- it's, it's even crazier because we both watch teams in the East. I watch more of the yeah. Celtics because you are a Celtics yeah. fan, and we, we follow the Cavs, and how are the Raptors doing? And the West is so good. I know. Well, like the... The Houston Rockets are yeah. unbelievable. The, the West, the West. What, what's weird this year is that the West actually it's top heavy. Is, yeah. yeah. So like like in, in years the, past, the, the West you could say like one through seven in the West were all nasty. You know, it's like yeah. this year it's really only the two. Like after the Warriors and Rockets, the Spurs are like not even that good the this Thunder's year. Thunder's still pretty good. Thunder Thunder are talented, but they're they haven't you know record wise they're yeah. not great. But yeah, the top two in the West are just like. Stupid. It's unbelievable how good those two teams are, and so we can all hope that there we get a Western Conference Final with those two because I think it'd be a, a, an amazing series. And James Harden, I've been watching some of the game that's on right now, gets every single call. Oh, I know. I have it's, never seen someone get more ticky tack fouls yeah, calling us. And I know LeBron gets it a lot. But I mean, yeah, they do. LeBron bangs around and yeah. earns his fouls. I think. Yeah, Harden gets. Harden is yeah. just kind of floating around. Yeah. Taking stupid shots and getting fouled. Yeah, LeBron like LeBron gets tons of calls as well, but he's very physical, like on his way to the hoop. Yeah. So it's like you can clearly say there are times LeBron drives when he doesn't get calls that he should because of how physical he is. Now, granted, I still think he gets calls way more often than 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 not, obviously. But you're right, Harden doesn't take a beating whatsoever and yeah. gets tons of calls. And so, you know, that he's that's just getting calls because he's missing that's shots. always driven me crazy about yeah. the NBA. It's not just just not just those two. It's always been that way. 
it's like reputation calls are a huge part of, of basketball, and I just wish they would, in general, call less fouls. I think it would solve a lot of problems, make make the game physical, and guys wouldn't keep yeah. playing that way. But, um, but yeah, when it comes down to it, it's uh, for the Celtics. Injuries are a huge concern, so we'll see how the next couple weeks bear that out. But um, regardless, I think the West is obviously going to be a, a great playoff picture for the top two teams. So, uh, anything else on sports, NBA, NHL? Baseball is coming up soon. Baseball, not, spring not training. Went to a spring training game when I was home. Oh, nice. Uh, the Pirates and the Blue Jays. Nice. Pirates won. Pirates But nice. all the Canadians were very nice. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that That's good to hear. Good environment for everyone. <laughs> um, so that's that. Anything else? That Any is sports? that. All righty. Brings us to the final drive. You want to go first or you want to go second? I want to go first, first, Derek. Do it. Okay. So I have another Cozy Book Corner. Ooh, all right. We got to get a sound effect yeah, was, for Cozy Book Yeah, I was literally corner. just thinking that. Yeah. It's going to sound really weird. <laughs> How do you make Cozy Book Corner into a sound? No idea. Um, I just finished The Killer Angels, the classic novel of the Civil War by Michael Shara. S-H-A-A-R-A. Um, I really liked it. It is a historical fiction about the Civil War, but it is almost word for word a history book. It might as well be... It's the most I've ever learned reading historical fiction. That The names and the characters are all correct. I, I assume their personality is correct. There's maps. There's maps of like how regiments attacked and how brigades attacked and how people defended. So it's very, very, very detailed. Really cool. I mean, I I like historical fictions. I like fiction more than nonfiction. So I wanted to read a historical fiction that was not about World War II because it seems like most of them are. Um, and this was good. It was starts out slow. The battle. It's the Battle of Gettysburg. It's the whole okay. thing is just about the battles of Getty, Battle of Gettysburg. The viewpoints are told from both sides, so you get good insight into General Robert E. Lee yep. and his and his team yep. there. You get a good uh, insight into Chamberlain in the North. So overall, very very good book. Um, if you like historical fiction and are willing to put up with some uh, Civil War tactical maneuver <laughs> reading, that's what I want to put Is up with. Yeah, it doesn't put butts in the seats, but <laughs> you never know. It, it's a, it's a good. It's a good book. Um, if you like historical fictions, you want to learn more about the Civil War, this is the way to do it. Yeah. I learned a ton. All right. Um, the Killer Angels, Angels, 76%. 76? Steve, Steve Nicholas okay. Avocados. Okay. That yeah. sounds like a pretty good review, but not certified. Not certified Not guac. certified guac. Yes. Okay, cool. Confirmed. All right. So there you go. Killer Angels, 76%. Steve Nicholas Avocados. Uh, my final drive, much like uh, I think the last time I had a final drive, there's going to be another snow report because I was at another mountain this week because I seem to be skiing all the time now because I buy too many tickets and have too many work trips. But I had another work trip this weekend. You do that. Um, another set of free lift tickets. So uh, I was at Waterville Valley. I hadn't actually skied there much. I skied there one time last winter with my family, but it was on a very – it was on one of those weekends that it was like negative 100 degrees out. So it was like <laughs> there was only one lift open that day. So this was the first like real day I had actually skied Waterville. Um Smaller mountain, not as many trails as, as a lot of the mountains around here. Um, but what I will say, I was very impressed. The snow quality was unbelievable. Like, probably some of the best snow quality I've had. Um, partially because I think we had like 12 inches of snow the week before. So a lot of it was natural. Um, so lots of good snow. For the one of the first times, actually, maybe too much snow on a lot of the trails. Like, Shut it was up. like, it, it, so it wasn't super groomed. And so um, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of areas pretty thick pillows of snow i would say um in in somewhat of a mogul setup but not really 
not really like like um, pattern moguls, like the way that they you know groom them. To, 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 yeah, not dispersed evenly, I'll say. So it's like you kind of had to lumpy pillows. Lumpy pillows, we'll <laughs> yeah. call them that. So, um, but yeah, really good quality snow. I think um, good. You know, uh, the lifts were operating well after lunch. They're pretty brutal in the morning. Only one lift was open, but. Uh, overall, I would give it a pretty good score. I would say it was like a 75 Derek Dragonfruit ski day uh, at, at Waterville. I would say that's a pretty good review, but not not a not a certified, certified Pattaya Colada review, correct? Um, so it wasn't there, but the snow itself was like a like a 90. So like the snow itself, wow, 90 just snow, on that was like 90 snow. So mountain. that that would be certified Pattaya Colada snow. It's like but the not, Rotten Tomatoes versus <laughs> audience score. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> it's like the tomato meter versus the audience meter. It was like the experience meter versus the snow meter. So the experience meter was 75. The snow meter was 90. Snow so. meters, that's almost all time. Snow meter was, um, I mean, I guess. Yeah, 90 is like still, you still got 10 percentage points to go there. So That's true. So like it's like, it was good. If it, you're, it was if you're, certified. If but your rating system only goes up to 100%. That's a good point, too. That's a good point, too. So... I wouldn't say they were all time. I did watch Art of Flight actually like, a couple days ago. That's I, all time. I was like, so that's all time, but um, but not Waterville this weekend. But it was still pretty good. So that's my final drive. Uh, certified Pataya Colada on purely the quality of the snow, all natural snow. Love it. So that's it. Anything else for episode ninety-eight? That's it. I think that's it for me too. So only one more episode before. <laughs> one more episode. We have. To, we can't keep talking big Fudge. game anymore. It's coming up on us now. So. For now, we'll see you guys next week for episode 99 where we have one more week to put off our big episode 100. Later days.